Things have been busy lately and we all have a lot going on, so I offer the following as a public service announcement. The world did not end on July 5th this year. This was just the latest in a long line of supposed doomsday scenarios involving the Large Hadron Collider, or LHC, at the Conseil Européen pour la Recherche Nucléaire, or CERN, this time proliferating via earnest-seeming TikTokers. Ever since its very beginning, wild speculation has circulated about this big scientific research device, that it causes shifts in reality leading to the dreaded Mandela effect, that it actually sucked the earth into a black hole where we presumably now reside, that it creates antimatter, that it is a secret temple to the dark lord of the underworld, Satan, Satan. and it is trying to open a portal to the Netherlands that its space-time-bending properties were harnessed by American Democrats to steal the 2020 presidential election, this despite it being in Switzerland, shifting us into an alternate reality where Donald Trump lost. So it's time now to take a look at this organization and its scientific complex on the edge of the city of Geneva and the 27-kilometer in circumference tunnel ring and see what it is and what they get up to up there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Conspiracy Clearinghouse. Acronyms, Acronyms for, for Satan. Satan. Don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast and if you like what we do, donate via our Buy Me a Coffee page. You leave the world behind and enter a large chamber filled with boxes and crates as far as the eye can see. Welcome to... The Conspiracy Clearinghouse. The podcast that takes a rather skeptical look at conspiracies and mysteries. Each episode will examine various conspiracy theories, most of which are not true, a few of which might be a little bit true, and even a couple that turned out, in fact, to be true. There are many boxes in the clearinghouse, and along the way, we'll look at some mysteries and hoaxes as well. We dare to look behind the curtain that's behind the curtain. I'm your host, Derek DeWitt. Welcome to the Conspiracy Clearinghouse. Always crashing in the same car. That's a David Bowie song from the 1977 album, Low. The European Organization for Nuclear Research, which runs CERN, was started back in 1954 by 12 countries, along with a large complex of labs to study atomic nuclei and later high-energy physics. Among its achievements is the discovery of the weak neutral currents that allow subatomic particles to interact, the W and Z bosons, which regulate those weak neutral currents, and which got it a Nobel Prize, the creation of anti-hydrogen atoms in 1995, and later keeping some of those in existence for an astonishing 15 minutes. A totally new state of matter called the quark-gluon plasma, which is in addition to the more commonly known states as solid, liquid, gas, and regular plasma, and in 2012, the discovery of the formerly theoretical Higgs boson, which also got them a Nobel Prize. It's also the birthplace of a software project called Enquire, which created Hypertext, 
This was written by computer scientist Tim Berners-Lee as a way to keep track of information from the 10,000 people working at CERN, all of them using different hardware and software. At first, the project was just for himself, then he shared it with his co-workers in 1989, and in 1990, Belgian informatics engineer Robert Calliot expanded on it, and in 1991, the very first website was born, a hyperlinked series of web pages that sat on the internet. They called this the World Wide Web, and the rest of that story I think you probably know. Apart from the WWW stuff, most of the work there has been in particle physics, all done with a number of particle accelerators. The main one, which gets all the glory, is the Large Hadron Collider, or LHC, the largest particle accelerator in the world, and in fact the largest machine of any kind in the world, located 100 meters below ground between Geneva Airport and the Jura Mountains, right at the Switzerland-France border. The LHC was built between 1998 and 2008, starting its first operational run on November 20, 2009. Ten days later, it achieved a record for highest energy acceleration ever at 1 trillion electron volts. That means that things accelerated at that high energy achieved more than 99% of the speed of light. Then it doubled that output and continues to get faster, approaching the actual speed of light more and more each time. Today, each of the two beams it uses get up to 7 trillion electron volts, so when accelerated particles of that speed collide, they do so at a combined speed of 14 trillion, which is the LHC at its full power. Protons race around the almost 27-kilometer-long ring 11,245 times per second, traveling at 99.9999999991 percent of the speed of light. Every year it's in operation, it generates enough data to fill 100,000 dual-layer DVDs. The LHC is running or facilitating nine experiments, some with science acronyms like CMS, LHCB, LHCF, SND at LHC, and MOEDL, but also nicer sounding acronyms like ATLAS, TOTEM, FACER, and ALICE. And there are plans to build a bigger particle accelerator that could achieve energy levels of 100 trillion electron volts and with energy values almost 30 times what is possible to do today. In order to get to the speeds it can now hit, there had to be a retooling known as the Long Shutdown, which lasted from 2013 to 2015. Then it ran for three years in what's called its second operational phase. And then the second Long Shutdown occurred from December 10th, 2018 until April 22nd this year, going officially into its third physics season on July 5th to run for the next four years. It was started up again in April, not July 5th, despite what lazy journalists write. July 5th is when it started doing experiments full-time. Manifest, Manifest your, your destiny. destiny! Even though the LHC actually started up again on April 22nd, 2022, the official date of July 5th is the one that caught a lot of people's attention. People on Twitter, such as Sid Divine Tarot, $5.55 Mini Love Oracles, yes, that's the account name, Cosmic Energy, another tarot reader slash astrologer slash energy reader, Belle Marie, who sells risque photos of herself, and whose Amazon wish list includes lingerie, a soap making kit, alcohol, and a kayak. All these people issue dire warnings about portals being opened up. T Racer, whose Twitter handle is AssBoss80085, 
worried that they were going to try and harness dark matter, which he thinks destroys normal matter upon contact. But it doesn't, ask Boss. That's antimatter. Others took a more optimistic stance, wondering if the new timeline they'd shifted us all over to was a better one. After all, Boris Johnson is out as UK PM, for example, though James Kahn died and former Japanese PM Shinzo Abe was killed while giving a speech. So, it's a mixed bag. The Twitter account, Welcome to a Post-Row America! Exclamation point, exclamation point, said that angel armies had been released by the LHC and there was fighting going on in heaven. Oh yes, and somebody blew up the Georgia Guidestones, which were talked about at length in a previous episode devoted entirely to them. And then there's TikTok, because YouTube wasn't bad enough where a lot of people who like Stranger Things started musing about what might happen on July 5th. Like, maybe a portal to the Upside Down could open and icky monsters come through. Like the user RxzeSxo, no idea how to pronounce that, who posted a 59-second video labeled, They are hiding this from you! Hashtag manifestation, hashtag portal, hashtag CERN, hashtag CERN July 5th, hashtag for you, hashtag for you page, hashtag FYP, hashtag spirituality, hashtag multiverse, hashtag FYP again, hashtag spiritual TikTok which has her sitting in her car warning about a portal being purposefully opened by scientists to the future. And so everyone needs to manifest right now because the portal to the future will receive your intentional thoughts and allow your future to be more what you want it to be. And she says this all with these Stranger Things theme music going on in the background. So despite the dire title and dark hints at the beginning about scientists, it's actually positive, if useless, advice from a Zoomer. This video has received over 15,000 comments as of this writing. On her YouTube channel, she goes into more detail about the other dimension, which I guess is also the future, how the Mandela effect will increase, even though it's actually just an artifact of our brains, and basic weirdness will increase for everyone, which is certainly true. And she is also promoting her crystal business, which she's opening real soon. The video has more than 10,000 views. Like I said, she's wrong, but she's essentially harmless. But even the prophets of doom were saying the portal opening wouldn't result in a sudden cataclysm, but instead start us all down the dark road of decline. As the Australian reptile hybrid said on Twitter, beings aren't going to emerge from the portal and kill everyone, quote, that's not how satanic rituals work. Though earlier in the day, that person had said, quote, the transdimensional reptilian, reptilian beings, beings are coming, coming for, you for you and your, and your family. family. This, this is not, is a, not drill. a drill. So a little bit of a mixed message there from reptile hybrid. Others worried that the LHC would create a black hole which would suck the entire planet into it. While there's been talk at CERN for years about the possibility of creating quantum black holes, which would be super teeny tiny and last about one octillion of a second before evaporating, that's one billion billion billionth of a second, there's zero chance of them creating an astronomical black hole or even a singularity. That's really big stuff, and the LHC looks at really small stuff. And also, quantum black holes are purely theoretical right now. However, there was some exciting news on July 5th. The LHCb experiment, which tries to look at the differences between matter and antimatter by looking at a particle called the B quark or beauty quark. While doing this, they discovered a pentaquark, which had never been seen before, as well as a pair of tetraquarks, which include a new tetraquark type. 
Wow, wow neat. neat. What, what is, is all, all that? that? Well, a quark is a subatomic particle that combine together and make up larger composite particles called hadrons. That's the H in the LHC. Protons and neutrons, which make up the nuclei of atoms, are hadrons. Usually, quarks clump into twos and threes, but on July 5th, they saw a pair clump of four, a tetraquark, and a clump of five, a pentaquark. It's all very detailed and technical, but quarks have six basic properties, which they call flavors, which have quirky, quirky names like up, down, top, bottom, charm, and strange. The pentaquark they detected on July 5th was the first one ever that contained a strange quark. This may mean nothing to you and me, but for particle physicists, that's some pretty cool stuff right there. Other experiments running on the LHC hope to find, during this run season, more exotic elementary particles, maybe see some dark matter or evidence of it, and maybe even see evidence that there are other physical dimensions beyond the ones we already know about. But all this is in the very early theoretical stages. Let that sink in for just a minute. Science, so far, has found no evidence at all that other dimensions exist. So anyone peddling the narrative that the LHC accesses other dimensions is clearly full of it because we don't even know if there are other dimensions to access. Sadly, this July 5 freakout was just the latest in a long line of freakouts about the LHC going all the way back to the start of its second operational run in 2015 and 2016. Strong, Strong Interaction, interaction. That's a song by the band Le Orbel Cernets, which we'll talk about in this section. 2016 was a banner year for conspiracy theories, fueled in part by the Trump campaign's attempt to win over a certain segment of the electorate. When the LHC began Run 2 on April 5, 2015, things continued normally for a few months, with real data being delivered by early June. In August, posts started appearing on social media about an asteroid that had been spotted heading right towards Earth that would impact somewhere near Puerto Rico in the last half of September 2015. NASA fielded panicked inquiries about it, and just like the comet Elenin scare back in 2011 and other doomsday-from-above scenarios in the past, this one also had no credibility. Well, for those that either totally believed the end was nigh anyway, or for those who wanted to promote that destabilizing idea, the rumor that an asteroid was going to strike near the American southern coast just wasn't enough, and pretty soon they looped CERN into the narrative, that somehow CERN and the LHC were attracting that asteroid. Of course, it didn't happen. For the next several months, CERN would continue to have a number of rumors circulated, like that the LHC creates earthquakes and or controls the weather, that they will make a black hole, their real purpose is to disprove the existence of God, that their logo is a thinly disguised 666, that they have a statue of Shiva at the front door, which would be fine for Hindus, but some Christians find the many-armed God, sometimes called the Destroyer, scary. And on and on and on and on and on it went. Since nobody really knows what CERN does, they can say it does anything. CERN actually published an FAQ called CERN to answer queries from social media, which addressed questions that had been asked about the LHC's safety, immediate future plans, and the Higgs boson, as well as some of the more outlandish notions floating around out there. Earthquakes, that they'll open a portal into another dimension, create a black hole, and so on. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? Well, what well, about what Dan about Brown's 2000 novel Angels, Angels and Demons, and Demons made, into made into a film in 2009, 2009. countered the conspiracists. 
in that book, a researcher at CERN is found dead with the word Illuminati carved into his chest and some antimatter has been stolen from the lab, which had been kept in stasis by a battery which will run out of juice in 24 hours. What do what you do have, you to, have say to say to that? to that? Well, the short answer is it's a novel and antimatter can't last that long. But the folks at CERN are fairly good-natured and put up a whole website devoted to CERN and Brown's fictional work called Angels and Demons, the science behind the story. In fact, staff there have a long history of being kind of funny, which runs a little bit counter to the whole scientists are boring trope. Back in 2010, while working at CERN, science journalist Catherine McAlpine and other staff members made a video called Large Hadron Wrap, which I have to say is pretty awesome. Way back in 1990, a graphic designer at CERN named Michelle de Gennaro got together with three other female colleagues to form Le Orabel Cernets, a parody musical group that they labeled, quote, the one and only high-energy rock band. You'll note that their initials are LHC. They released an album of songs for free on their website and have performed from time to time over the years. Tim Berners-Lee was a fan and scanned a picture of them that he then put on his fledgling World Wide Web. And so that promo still for the LHC band is the first ever photo on the web. The band still does stuff from time to time, most notably in 2020 when they released the Lockdown song. Their music is a mixture of doo-wop and modern pop in the filk music style, which is a tech, science fiction, and fantasy-tinged, mainly acoustic subgenre that traces its origins all the way back to the 1950s. On April Fool's Day in 2014, the CERN website issued a press release that said from now on, all official communications, internal and external, would use the font Comic Sans. As head of communications James Gill said in this release, quote, This is a serious laboratory with a serious research agenda, and it makes the letters look all round and squishy. The PRP has also said the organization was looking into further changes, including adding a selfie of Justin Bieber to the CERN logo, changing the LHC from a circle into a triangle, and announcing all future scientific discoveries online with the addition of animated clappy hands. Obviously, all of this is a joke, and yet that circle into triangle thing was picked up by some conspiracy people who started to say that it was all real and proof that they are run by the Illuminati. Across the Weaselverse, a reference to the Beatles song Across the Universe. But the conspiracy mind is not to be distracted with antics and creativity can run wild. John Teeter, a man who in the year 2000 went around telling people he was a time traveler from the year 2036, said that CERN would invent time travel in 2001. We'll talk more about him in a future episode about time travel. The Collider was shut down for a couple of weeks in late April 2016. According to a story on NPR, this was because a weasel had somehow infiltrated the complex and chewed through some wires, which promptly barbecued the furry little fella and then, of course, required some maintenance work. CERN later took a closer look at the charred remains and concluded it was probably a marten. Now, this wasn't the first problem at the LHC with a low-tech cause. In 2009, a soggy baguette shorted out some electrical systems. 
At first, they thought a careless worker had left it behind, but later they thought maybe it had been dropped by a bird flying overhead. Again, an animal. And then this reminded people of a weird event at another particle accelerator in Illinois back in 2006, in which a band of raccoons engaged in what was described as a, quote, coordinated attack. But of course, this brings to mind the incident on September 9, 1947, when a computer at Harvard University started glitching, so they shut it down and found a dead moth in one of the vacuum tubes. The word bug had been used for technical problems since the 1880s, probably first coined by Thomas Edison, but this was the first case of a system bug being caused by an actual bug. Anyway, back to the weasel. Perhaps tickled by the idea that a single woodland animal can shut down a $9 billion piece of equipment, comedian Rob Sheridan started tweeting about the weaselverse later in 2016, speculating that the furry intruder's untimely demise had shifted us into an alternate timeline which would explain Donald Trump's presidential election victory. Clearly this was a joke, but some Reddit users took it seriously, or at least claimed they took it seriously, since some of them said the little bugger got in there at the exact moment the scientists were trying to open an interdimensional portal, it shifted the entire planet into a mirror reality. As one writer put it, quote, that little weasel screwed us. A lot of this is what's called a nontroversy, sometimes also known as a manufactroversy. The presidential campaign of John Kerry is an example of this. The Republicans just made up a controversy that didn't exist about that swift boat, which no one had had any issues with before, and then Democrats took the bait, reacting to it over and over again, creating an actual problem for themselves, while the Republicans themselves reacted to that by forming the Swift Boat Veterans for Truth group, and, well, Kerry lost because he ended up talking about Swift Boats. For a while, the term Swift Boating came into vogue to describe exactly this propaganda and disruption technique. As one Facebook group I belong to is called, Conservatives Getting Mad About Things They Made Up. So anything and everything seems to be on the table when talking about the LHC. As I said, since lay people don't really understand what it is exactly those eggheads are up to, they can fill in the void with anything that they've ever read or seen from the world of science fiction. Interdimensional portals, portals to other universes, portals for an alien invasion, portals for demons, black holes, a lot of round things to be sure. The only thing we should be certain of is that because we don't understand what exactly is going on there in Switzerland, it must, therefore, be bad. Even the less fantastically minded have concerns, like, what if the LHC just exploded? I mean, there's a bunch of energy in there, right? Which would, like, wipe out a whole bunch of stuff, right? CERN has said that, A, they have a ridiculous number of safety procedures in place, and B, the worst thing that they can imagine happening is some helium would be released into the atmosphere and they'd probably damage a bunch of their magnets. All this wild speculation rests on ignorance, since what's done at the Large Hadron Collider is opaque to us, it's a free-for-all of speculation. So let's take a small look-see into what exactly it is they are doing there. Higgs, Higgs Boson Blues. Blues. That's a song by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds on their 2013 album, Push the Sky Away. Since there's no evidence that other dimensions, to use the common terminology, even exist, that's not an actual worry. The things that freak people out most are black holes, antimatter, dark matter, the Higgs Boson, and Big Bang-related stuff. 
When we say black hole, we mean a collapsed star. They're really, really big. And the LHC looks at really, really tiny things. What about antimatter? Star Trek and other science fiction entertainment sure make that seem to be dangerous. The idea is that if antimatter and matter touch, they explode, releasing an enormous amount of energy. This is because the two particles have opposite electrical charges. Antimatter had been observed in cosmic rays, but it wasn't until 1996 that any was created in a lab. Nine particles, to be exact, which existed for 40 billionths of a second, shot across 10 meters of space at the speed of light and then collided with regular matter, forming antiatoms. In 2011, CERN managed to create anti-hydrogen and got it to last for a whopping 15 minutes before it finally decayed. Why do this? Well, yeah, it could be a huge energy source if it's able to be safely contained, but mainly to answer deeper questions about the structure of the universe as we see it. Why are matter and antimatter so not symmetrical? Meaning, why is there so much matter and so little antimatter? This is an important question that the LHCb experiment hopes to answer. Then there's dark matter. It's been noticed that the way galaxies swirl together is different from what we would expect. Instead of moving apart with the expansion of the universe, they seem to cluster together into a sort of a network that honestly eerily looks like the inside of a human brain, a neural network. This can only happen if A. Gravity doesn't actually work the way we think it does, or B, there's something we cannot see that exerts gravitational effects. Since our ideas of gravity continue to get confirmed with experiments, the prevailing idea is B, there's something out there massive enough to create intense gravitational effects, but it does not interact with light, hence the term dark matter. There's also a hypothetical energy that's sort of a negative gravity, which means it repels rather than attracts, called dark energy. The current idea is that 5% of the universe is normal matter and energy, 27% is dark matter, and the remaining 68% is dark energy. One of the briefs of the current operational run of the LHC is to see if we can detect dark matter. Or more specifically, if we can see the particles that interact with and comprise dark matter. Early in the search, scientists were on the hunt for massive astrophysical compact halo objects, or machos. These would be interstellar objects that have great mass, but not terribly large in size, like brown dwarves or white dwarves or neutron stars or even smaller black holes. But these are hard to detect, so, so some scientists shifted to a very small-scale search for what they call weakly interactive massive particles, or WIMPs. These are theoretical particles that would be extremely massive, though subatomic in size. Examples include micro-black holes, which are also called holiums, neutralinos, which can only exist if theories of supersymmetry are valid, sterile neutrinos, which would only interact with gravity but none of the other forces, and neutral electrons, which were not very popular candidates until last year when it was thought some were found in a new state of quantum matter, maybe. So the LHC is being set up to create experiments that might result in one of these candidates showing up. Basically, all particle accelerators use electromagnets to accelerate particles towards one another and then smash them into each other. The particles break apart at enormous energies and a whole bunch of other smaller particles briefly form in the energy released. Like really briefly, like way, way less than a billionth of a second. 
So, maybe they'll see one of these candidates for dark matter. Maybe they'll see dark radiation, which has super long wavelengths, like several light years long. And if they detect, let's say, supersymmetric particles, then that will also give more credence to the theory of supersymmetry, which would greatly change our understanding of the universe. In short, this theory is that force and matter are basically identical, though there are several variations. Again, what we're looking for is answers to very deep, deep questions. Experiments at the LHC might also point the way towards shedding some light, if you will, on dark energy. There's also a new theoretical particle they might look for as well, called an axion, which has both low mass and low energy. But probably the most famous discovery so far for the LHC has been the Higgs boson. Though the 2021 direct detection of neutrinos, which have been nicknamed ghost particles because they'd never been seen before, was also kind of a big deal. So we've managed to account for 99% of the mass of real-world objects using elementary particles and Einstein's famous equation. But what about that final 1%, which is the mass of the elementary particles that make up and give mass to everything else? Where did those tiny, tiny, tiny subatomic particles get their mass from? In the 1960s, Peter Higgs at the University of Edinburgh proposed the existence of an all-pervasive field, invisible but everywhere, that would become known as the Higgs field. When elementary particles interact with this field, they gain mass, then they clump together and create matter as we know it. Two Belgians, Francois Engelt and Robert Brold, basically came up with the same idea and published a paper on the same day about the same thing, so Higgs quickly added a twist to his paper so it would be unique, that maybe this Higgs field is made up of tiny particles, and those particles are what impart mass, and thus the Higgs particle or Higgs boson. Nobel winner Leon M. Letterman teamed up with writer Dick Teresey in 1993 for a book titled The God Particle, If the Universe is the Answer, What is the Question? Now, they'd originally wanted to call it The God Damned Particle because it was so elusive, but the publishers put the nicks on that. And so God Particle, it became. And then people later said, oh, it's because it gives mass and it's like God. The God Particle would remain purely theory until 2012 when the LHC detected the Higgs boson for the very first time. The next year, Peter Higgs and Francois Engelt jointly got the Nobel Prize. Robert Brout had died the previous year, and Nobels only go to living people. And suddenly, the standard model of physics was complete, and we could start looking beyond the standard model for things like dark matter. And further study of the Higgs boson is warranted since one of its many amazing properties is that it has exactly the right amount of mass to give rise to the universe that we see and are part of. If it were even a tiny bit weaker, things would never cohere into matter. And if it were a tiny bit stronger, the universe would have collapsed into just a big ball of particles. And that's the sort of thing, along with this term God particle, that got lay people a-thinking. I mean, doesn't that kind of feel like it was a little bit like it was engineered to give rise to the universe? But because many religious people feel they have to be at odds with science, this caused confusion in many minds. Scientists find something that seems to reinforce my religious views, but scientists are the enemy. So therefore... They're trying to disprove God's existence, saying it's all some happy accident because of some particles. And if they're trying to disprove God's existence, they, they must, must be, be working, working for, the, for the, devil. the devil. 
And that's where we get rumors of satanic rituals and portals and all the rest of it. The LHC will continue trying to create results closer and closer to the moment of the Big Bang. This worries some folks who are concerned that if they set up a situation that essentially recreates the Big Bang, then wouldn't a new universe pop into existence? And if that happened, what would happen to our own universe? Again, we're talking about really, really tiny particles here, not a supermassive singularity like the one that spurred the Big Bang. We're talking about Big Bang light. And there are a lot of smart people working on the ATLAS experiment, which is trying to examine the plasma that existed one microsecond after the Big Bang. Over 5,500 people from 245 institutions from 40 countries are working on just this one thing, and none of them want our universe to blow up. And who knows what else they might find. There are all sorts of particles that were only theories that have actually been found, like antimatter, the Higgs boson, muons, which are also called fat electrons. These interact with virtual particles that only exist at the quantum level and more. Maybe the Higgs boson, if we can get it to stick around a little bit longer, decays into dark matter. Maybe that's where that comes from. Maybe we'll see axions. Hopefully, we'll learn more about neutrinos, which seem to be everywhere and yet don't interact with matter or electromagnetism, just with gravity and the weak nuclear force. Maybe we'll get insight into supersymmetry, proof for it or against it, that will make us completely revamp the standard model. And then there's exploring that quark-gluon plasma, which seems to spontaneously create all fundamental particles, which then get their mass from the Higgs boson and go on to make everything. I mean, that's all pretty exciting stuff. They might even get some insight as to whether there really are other dimensions or not. If there are, we should be able to detect them. The LHC will probably run for another 20 years before being replaced by an even bigger accelerator still in the planning stages. The march of science goes ever onward, always searching, always improving, never sitting still. Satan, Satan is my co-pilot. Co Some people think that all the science fiction-y stuff we see about alternate dimensions like Stranger Things and the new, not very good Doctor Strange movie are actually trying to warn us about something that's actual and real. But apart from all that, the Satan stuff about CERN and the LHC is legion. A video popped up on the interwebs in August 2016 seeming to have been secretly filmed from a window overlooking the main square on the Geneva campus of CERN where there is indeed a statue of Shiva, the many-armed god, showing black-robed cult types and a woman dressed in white. The woman lies down and then is stabbed in a human sacrifice ritual. The man holding the camera reacts and runs off. End of footage. What on God's green earth was that? asked the internet. Well, CERN said, apparently it was a prank by some lab technicians who thought all the conspiracy theories about CERN were funny. That Shiva statue, a gift from India and representing the cosmic dance of subatomic particles and one of many artworks on the property, was chosen for the side of the joke because that one especially seems to freak out hardcore Christian types. Ha ha. Well, the staff at CERN did not find it especially funny, and their denials just further fueled the conspiracy. Christopher Green, a self-proclaimed, quote, media personality who lives in Maui, runs the AMTV YouTube channel and really likes using capital letters in his video titles, which are all about the Antichrist, a supposed impending economic collapse, a covert alien takeover, Jesus, Elon Musk, 
and the Georgia Guidestones, just to name a few. Oh, and he also promotes Bitcoin. He is one of the many people going on about the LHC ring being exactly 16.6 miles around, as if to say that 16.6 is just code for 666, the number of the beast. Of course, people who say stuff like this forget that A, the Swiss and the French use kilometers, not miles, and B, its exact circumference is actually 26.7 kilometers, which is 16.59 miles. So close, but also wrong. Also, some people think they see the number 666 hiding inside the logo for CERN. The logo actually is pretty cool looking. It's the word CERN combined with interlaced rings, which represent the accelerator chain and the particle tracks. Yes, I suppose if you turn the logo around and around and around, you could see three sixes in it. But if you did that, you would be crazy. Other YouTubers and Twitter twits are tying the LHC to the Shadow People urban legend, mentioned briefly in a previous episode and which we'll talk about at length in a future episode closer to Halloween. CERN and the LHC attract so many conspiracy theories of all flavors, it's almost tempting to call it a biggin. It's a buffet of unfounded woo talk for everyone from the hardcore Christian apocalyptists to science fiction superfans with access to really good weed. Fortunately, none of these people do much more than write badly spelled tweets and make frenetic videos. You will note that it's the LHC specifically that seems to get all the heat, not the other particle accelerators, of which there are more than 30,000 worldwide, 97% of them being used for commercial purposes. Because it's not just the discoveries found during the experiments that move science along, but the technologies that need to be developed in order to maintain and improve all these accelerators. Technology that has led to quite a few things that we use in the non-science world. Like semiconductors, which make modern computer chips. Medical imaging machines that see finer and finer levels of detail. Proton and ion beam cancer therapies that are more effective than chemo for certain types of cancer. 3D x-rays used in security screenings at places like London's Heathrow Airport. Sterilization of medical equipment and even sterilization of food without using chemicals. Plastics and high-density ceramics manufacturing, advances in robotics, machine learning, cryogenics, the creation of new materials, and much, much more. All comes out of the industries that support the particle accelerators. And let's not forget that Tim Berners-Lee still works at CERN and is getting ready to release Web 3.0, which will be an even bigger change than Web 2.0 was. And that has enabled the social web as we know it today and fundamentally changed the way we use the internet since it was first rolled out in 2004. 3.0 has been nicknamed the semantic web and through its main goal of making internet data machine readable will cause a sea change in all things online, enabling truly smart devices and fostering computers that can actually reason on their own. But, 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 but that sounds, that sounds like, like Skynet! Like in the like Terminator, Terminator movies. movies. Say more conspiracy folks. Well, as I said, CERN and the LHC are indeed the gifts that keep on giving, especially for the conspiracist set. Add to the exciting things that are going on at CERN, the new astronomy that is being revealed by the Just Online Web Telescope, more remote exploration of Mars, advances in rocket technology, repurposing satellites to do things like act as thermometers to help monitor climate change, and many, many other things going on in the scientific world. 
the future seems pretty exciting indeed. And if you're a conspiracist, it will be doubly exciting because you can continue to make up stories about Satan or black holes or aliens or whatever you want being unleashed upon an unsuspecting world by evil, 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 evil scientists. scientists. All while using the World Wide Web, which was developed at CERN. You're welcome. Thank you for visiting The Conspiracy Clearinghouse. We're closing now, but we'll open another crate in the next episode. Until then, thank you for listening. Thank you.